That's our new song. It's the song of Mario. Uh, week number nine, Pollard. I know. We're in double figures next week. That's unreal, really. And we're on a... It's a Wednesday night, isn't it? Yeah, Wednesday. Wednesday night. Give us a little bit more time for Techie G to do his editing. Yeah, the sun is shining through my window. It's beautiful. Spring has um, come. Currently drinking a can of Somerset Scrumpy Cider. Six uh, percent, four for two pound fifty. Because uh, <laughs> I'm, because I'm a classy man. <laughs> yes, you are. You are the definition of classy. <laughs> Have you enjoyed your week, James? Now that we're allowed to do a little bit more. I haven't been to a pub yet. Oh, I've had a couple. Of I, pints. I know. I know you have. I, I walked. I walked past the pub a couple of times Monday and Tuesday on my way into Norwich, and it just sounded good. The atmosphere, people outside having a drink, it just sounded inviting. It's been a nice week for it because it has been some really nice weather. Yeah, no, it's not uh, not exactly warm, but not raining at least. Well, that's that's the important thing. You don't mind wrapping up and putting a coat on, do you? So yeah. you'll but... also be pleased to know James Davies at Barnets in Fordham now has reopened, and he has cut locks. Oh. Make him look a little bit neater. <laughs> That's your first haircut in well over a year, I believe, isn't it? Uh, 20th of March, 2020 was the last <laughs> time. So, yeah, yeah. Well, Save me loads of money. That's fantastic. That I'm looking forward to seeing it, I'll it's be honest. Th- it's still very long. Yeah, I can imagine. I've got a little bit of a quiz to start us, Jack. Right. Just, just five questions. And okay. it's all to do with managers. So I'm going to tell you some of the clubs that these particular managers have been at. And then I want you to just scribble down your answer. And then at the end, we'll come back to see how many of the five you've got correct. And obviously, anybody listening at home, feel free to let us know what you scored. And if, if Jack does miserably, please make sure he's made aware of it. Okay, yeah. So I'll kickstart with the first question for you, Jack. Right. Uh, this gentleman in question didn't have a fantastic playing career. But when he did play, he played 200 appearances at right back. And he's managed clubs like Benfica. Roma, Florentina, Ivory Coast, and Leicester City. Any idea? Now, I'm not going to tell you any more specific clubs because I've got a feeling that I might give it away else. I wrote them down. You're going to have to give me some time. That's fine. That's Get fine. Google up. No, um, to think. <laughs> well, what we'll do, when we have an interval between each segment, you can have a little bit of a, bit of a workout, can't you? Do I get nationality? Oh, I've got a feeling if I give you nationality on this one, it's going to okay, give you the don't answer. Worry then. No, don't worry then. He's an older gentleman. He's an older gentleman. So I'm sure you'll kick yourself, though. I mean, if I told you some of the clubs or the, the national teams he's been at... Is it Sven? It is Sven. There you yeah. go. Well played. There you go. There's your one out of five, Jack. I remember, I remember Roma, for some reason, stood out to me. I remember he did Roma. Yeah, he was at Roma. He's, he's and I at... remember... I remember, obviously, I, I thought of older people and Leicester. Leicester was the one that you always go for, English club. Yeah, well, I thought I'd throw that in there. I wouldn't go with the Man City and the, the England, etc. But I thought I'd give you that clue. Right. All right. So if, if you know the answer, Jack, you'll have to tell us. So okay. number two, yeah. English gentleman this time. English. Managed, yeah, managed. Yeah. He uh, got his management break at Carlisle United. And then he, that was back in 1998. And he didn't actually manage full-time again until for, for another 10 years. And he went to Southampton before Leicester City and Hull City. He is currently in management at the moment at a championship club. And he lost his job last year from a Premier League club. And I think he was very, very unlike, unlucky to do so, to be honest with you. Any ideas straight off the bat? Chris Hewton. No. No, Hull. Hull doesn't match, does it? No, it doesn't. Oh. You have to let me think. What were the clubs? Southampton, Hull. 
Southampton, Hull, Leicester City, and he had a, a caretaker spell at Newcastle United. There is some other clubs, but that will give you give it away. He is currently at a Championship club. Is it Nigel Pearson. It is Nigel Pearson. Well done, sir. Very unlucky to lose his uh, Watford. Oh, uh, Watford last year was a joke, though, wasn't yeah, it? That they was lost one game or something. It was like, oh, and off it goes. And they gave they gave Hayden Mullins, wasn't it, three games or something? Gave Hayden Mullins three games. Getting relegated, yeah. Yeah, and when they're already done and dusted. Very questionable club. Right, number three. We're getting through these. Not managed at many clubs. Currently right. managing in a championship. He's been at Birmingham, Derby, Stoke, and most recently, Millwall. Jones? Not Jones, no. No. He's only 47 now. He's managing in the championship now, is he? He is, yes. And he's been with Birmingham Derby, is it? Birmingham Derby. Stoke and Millwall. Not Gary Monk. Oh, no, it's not Gary Monk. Gary Rowett? Yes, well done, sir. Three out of three. Technically not. I'm guessing wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, good point. But then I eventually am getting it. Number four, four out of five. Older gentleman again. He's had several clubs. I mean, he was a player beforehand, and he has been at his big manager, or his first management role was at Blackpool, before going on to Notts County, Bolton, Newcastle, Blackburn, West Ham, Sunderland. Yes, easy. And the last one, a bit of a trickier one, I think. Started off his management career at Grantham Town. They uh. went to Wickham Wanderers. Uh. Uh, don't worry, you're gonna you're gonna get it in a second. Then he went to Norwich City for a few months before Leicester City took him for five years. Then he went up to Scotland to manage Celtic, and then he came back to the Premier League with Villa. Martin O'Neill. Yes, well done, sir. Uh. Fantastic. Just a little bit of fun to kickstart us off today. You've done very well there. Oh well, that doesn't <laughs> surprise me. <laughs> right, interval time, sir. See you shortly. Right then, seven days results, Jack. We're back to club football. I know we touched on it last week, but we've even got European football to talk about this week, which is always good. Last Thursday, whilst we were recording, we had a couple of English teams in Europa League action, didn't we? We did. And I'm going to let you talk predominantly about United in a moment. But first off, I'm going to touch on the Arsenal game. Hosting Slavia Prague at home. And I saw throughout the game... On Twitter, there was a lot of stick towards Arteta not making changes. Yeah. They get ahead in the 86th minute through Nicolas Pepe and then disaster strikes on the 93rd minute and they concede and Slavia Prague go away happy with an away goal. I, I caught, kept up with this on the text commentary as, as obviously I was watching United game and it just mm. said, ah, so just get missing chance after chance. And then when they finally got that goal, I thought one nil at home probably still isn't good enough. And then no. especially going into the last minute conceding that goal, I, I'd probably put Slavia Prague as the favourites going over there. It's not, by the looks of it, I mean, they've knocked out a few English teams already, or British teams already, should I say. It clearly isn't a very easy place to travel to, is it? Nasty bastards as well, aren't they? So. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, and racist, let's face it. Yeah. So, it's not going to be easy for Arsenal. If we should do... have said that, Pollard, someone's going to be knocking on my door. <laughs> What's that? What's we'll some... probably get taken out now. <laughs> some, or some Czech bloke knocking on your door. Mm. I, I hope not. If you're not on, if you're not on the podcast na- next week, I know why. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but the big thing, Arsenal cannot keep a clean sheet, can they? They just ah, they ain't got good enough defenders. Um, I've, seen that. I've, I've kept an eye on that Gabriel the last few weeks. I thought he started relatively well, but he just looks another Arsenal defender. Do you know what I mean? Just he he looks he looks young and immature. 
He mm. looks like he's he really has lost his or he's he's got no confidence. He he, he popped up with a goal the other week, didn't he? And I thought, yeah, okay, maybe there's something about this lad. But they'll be know, so disappointed with that late goal. They that will. Just, it just sums it all up. Like, gonna, a, like a season, doesn't it? It's going to knock their confidence massively, isn't it? And when they, well, I mean, going into this game, they they hadn't kept a clean sheet in fourteen games. You, you're expecting it. If you're playing in that defence, if you're Leno playing in goal, you're expecting when that goal's going to come. Mm. It's it's not a pretty sight. And if you're an Arsenal fan, like you say, you're not going to go over to to Prague on a Thursday night or tomorrow night and expect to keep a clean sheet because you can't do it against any other team other than Sheffield United. So, questionable. But, fingers... I mean, I do hope, like I say, I'm always a neutral. I do hope and I like to see the English teams go through. But it's a big ask. United, promising yep. result. I mean, you went and did the job, didn't you, really? Got well, in, it, was, got it, was, it, was, it was the basis that Granada were a lot more up for it than us. They did all the running. Yep. They tried their hardest, but just a serious lack of quality. And a lot of the ball... And did nothing with it. And then it was just the difference between the fact of our first goal come from a centre-half being able to play mm. a fantastic 50, 60-yard pass, which Lindelof does, which Lindelof can do. He's a very good player now. Long, them long balls to Rashford. have seen it before. I, mean, I thought the penalty was a bit dubious, but it just puts the game to bed then 2-0 away from home. I think Solskjaer probably changed his team a little around a bit coming Thursday. I'd imagine that means so. We'll be on to, because I think the draw's been done for the semi-final, so we'll either play Ajax and Roma, and it's looking likely Roma. So that I obviously did... is a harder test, but I don't think there's any worry. As a United fan, I'd be very, very disappointed not to win the Europa League in the position we're in. Oh, I don't, massively. I'm not worried about... I no. know the final is a one-off game, and it comes to it. And probably the worst scenario must probably be Arsenal, because they'll be up for it yeah. more, because it's us. But realistically, no offence to Arsenal fans, I don't think they'll get past this time. Then they've got to play Villarreal. And under Emery Villarreal being, yeah, they'd probably be the team I'd be worried about more. You you know full well that Emery's going to go back to Arsenal and Hornham. I mean, so, Roma's going to be a test in the semi final, but it's still nothing. I, I look at the quality of the squad. Yeah, you should be I fine. Think, yeah, and you say about lack of quality, and I, I did a bit of research on Granada earlier on. So their squads in total cost eight million euros. Yeah, exactly. And, and obviously we've got players yeah. in there that were centre half that costs eighty five. Yeah. Yeah, it, there's just such a massive gulf. But hats off to the to Granada as a club for getting where they have done. And like oh, you said, yeah, no you, doubt. You touched on it. They outrun you and everything, but they've had to, to try and match the quality. To make a they've game had, of it, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, they've had to up off the ball work rate just to try and sort of play a consistent and close game. I mean, 15 years ago, they were playing in the fourth tier of Spanish football. So they're quite a similar setup to maybe like a Bournemouth, who were in League Two, and in a few years made himself into the Premier League and they've pushed on a little bit more than Bournemouth ever did. But hats off to them. They're having a, I'm sure they've earned quite a bit of money out of this Europa League run. It's just a shame that fans are not there to see them, isn't it? But yeah, so fingers crossed anyway, both English teams go through. Yeah. Friday night was the first of the Premier League fixtures for this week. It wasn't exactly a thrilling game down at Craven Cottage. A 1-0 victory to Wolves. Unfortunately, I think Wolves are, uh, sorry, Fulham are done now. West Brom could be the team that come out of that. I know. <laughs> West Brom are two wins out of two. Convincing wins. Two convincing wins. One against the Chelsea. It's, uh, yeah. I just, I just hope it's not too... You, you just wonder, if you're a West Brom fan, do you think if only we'd have appointed Allardyce 10 games earlier? It'd be nice if they could keep it going into the last few weeks. Just a yeah. bit interesting. But like I say, Newcastle got a win, didn't they? This, so We're going to come on to that, but they got a win, didn't they? So. Yeah. Did you see the uh, Traore goal, though, for Wolves? First of the season. Uh, yeah, 
absolute rocket, to be fair. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's all he does. We've spoke about him before, haven't we? And we've said that really he should give more. He he's, lost be... a lot. he's lost a lot of value this season. They should have yeah. sold him. Yeah. I mean, if, if the Euros were last season, he would have been in the Spanish squad because he was know. getting games. No chance now. Um, also a dodgy VAR calling that game. Well, what, I was just going to say millimeters. that. William Jose literally was offside by his sleeve. Oh, I think they should just quit at that point. I think they should just, if it's that close, I don't see but how you can give it either way. A couple of years ago before VAR, that's given. And there's nobody's even questioning it. No. And it's just because they've got these fancy lines and everything that all of a sudden goals are, goals are not being given. I mean, there was another one in another game that we're going to touch on as well. Yeah, Fulham, Gion. Yeah, unfortunately. I think uh, I like Fulham. It's a shame. Mm. Uh, the big one, Saturday, lunchtime kickoff. I don't think anybody saw this come in, did they? Oh, fantastic. Ten-man Leeds United winning at the Etihad to beat Man City two goals to one. Paul, I keep this quiet. Yeah. Man United are going to win the league. <laughs> I'm not convinced. Eight points, mate. No, no, I'm joking. But it was nice to see the uh, City wagon. Someone did say to me about, oh, you're not doing a chance to win the league now. I said, that, a game like that doesn't happen very often. Leeds had no. two shots. <laughs> yeah. It, it was a freak result. I mean, Guardiola came out and, well, he sort of slammed his team after the game, didn't he? He said, we didn't create enough going forward. Yeah. And it was one of the only games I've watched City and I thought, they're not flowing as well as they usually do. Usually they flow in rhythm, so it's attack, attack, attack. And it was very inconsistent. And I mean, Cancelo, who I think's had a fantastic season, he was default for the first goal, the Dallas goal, the first Dallas goal, had two, atten- two attempts to clear the ball and he never did. He's been poorer the last month, really, because he had a poor game against United when they beat yeah. City as well, because he was... I think he was the one who committed to the tackle to Shaw when we went through on the second goal and he really should have done. There's no mm. need to. But, I mean, obviously the big talking point as well in this one was VAR related where you had Cooper getting sent off just on half-time. He's, he's initially, hasn't he, he's booked him. I personally feel that's a good use of VAR because I think it was yeah. a red card. And I've seen a lot of people online saying, but he's won the ball. No, no, well, hang on a moment. Excessive force. So it? are we... Yeah, exactly. I know Although, I'm not one to talk. I like to have a tackle but from a professional standpoint watching that I, I immediately agreed that should be upgraded to a red it, it definitely should be because whether he's won the ball or not that could have broke his leg yeah there's a lot of force in there so you, you then forget about the fact he's won the ball it was dangerous action it was a dangerous play wasn't it so yeah good call by VAR but fair play leads good victory Man City obviously playing tonight against Dortmund I think we'll touch on Champions League a little bit later again won't we Jack? yeah but, we'll go into a bit more depth yeah, yeah. We ain't got but, a guest. Yeah. No one wants to talk to us. No. Saying that no. we haven't asked no one, have we? No, we haven't this no. week, no. Uh, Liverpool, last-minute winner against Villa at home. Yeah, did, didn't they? I think yeah. if, you, if you drop any points in that race to the top four, you're going um, yeah. to be struggling because it's all very, very tight. It is very tight, but a few weeks ago, Liverpool were sort of eighth, ninth in the league and everybody had already written them off. And now they're sitting fifth and all of a sudden they're back in contention. If you were to ask me now, I'd still have an outside bet on it being Chelsea-Liverpool in the third and fourth. Just yeah. purely for the fact is they're Chelsea-Liverpool. Do you know and, what... and a lot of things work out like that. No offence to West Ham and Leicester. Mm. It's just, I think when it comes to those running games, you know, if it, you've just got that bit more experience. I can see, I can see Liverpool scraping it. Now, I, I, correct me if I'm wrong here, but if you boys went and won the Europa League, would the Champions League place... Because you'd get in the Champions League automatically, wouldn't you? Would that Champions yeah, League players go to fifth, fifth position? 
So you could actually get Liverpool into the Champions League? Well, when we won the Europa before, we had five English teams in the Champions League the following season. But that was because of the fact we didn't finish in the top four under Mourinho this Mourinho's first season. We finished seventh. Right. So we went in for the Europa and obviously the top four got it. I don't know how it would work if the team in the top four won the Europa. Would they just say, like, we'd keep it how it is and then let the runners-up, say Arsenal were the runners-up, would they let them go into it? But I think that would be highly unfair on a team that finished 10th in the Premier League and they didn't win the trophy. So I don't know how they'd work it. If, if they were going to go on the basis that the runner-up would get it, if they're not in the Champions League place in their league, instead of the fifth place in the Premier League, I'd be more favourable to the fifth place in the Premier League. Oh, definitely. Purely yeah. for the fact is the teams are around it. But obviously, they're not going to take that into account. You can't say, oh, it's been a really hard season, all the teams around that area. But if that was me, I, I, I'd hope it would go to the fifth place. But I don't know. I don't know how it would work. No, I don't know. I mean, these rules change year in, year out. So This is very speculative. This is yeah, a, a lot's so. got to happen for this to oh, happen, you know what I mean? So. Massively. And just on that game, though, again, a couple of games in a row now, Tyrone Mings has had a bit, of a, sh- a bit of a nightmare. He's playing himself out of England contention here. What did I say to you? He had a bit of a redemption the other week. Didn't he? Yeah. he gave that goal away and then got the crossing for the, yeah, he did. the win last week. But yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, he, he, he put one on the plate for Salah. Glory, does he? No, he's looking very clumsy at the moment. And it, I think, to be fair, it'll be between him and Co- uh, Connor Cody. Yeah, because you've gone Cody and I've gone Mings. And yeah. I think if it's going to be like a third centre-half role, because I think they'll go with like Dyer or Walker or something, because they've got so much strength in full-backs and that. So if they actually go with three proper centre-halves, I think it's definitely Stones, Maguire. And um, yeah, then it's the wild card, isn't it, really? It's, it's one or the other, isn't it? Trent getting a last-minute winner. Good goal, by the way, as well. Good finish. Made up a little bit for his dire performance against Real Madrid. It'd be interesting to see what. It, well, I guess I, I would guess he's playing tonight. Uh, be, but it'd be interesting yeah, what sort starting, of what, yeah. he is. It'd be interesting what sort of performance he puts in tonight because he needs. Well, he, had, he had Arsenal after the England snub. He had Arsenal played really well. Real Madrid yeah. got given the runaround. Yeah. By that Vinicius, and then yeah, obviously got a winning goal against Villa. So yeah, it'd be interesting to see. But you can understand why Southgate's got the view he has on him. It's um. Quite erratic. I can can now. A few weeks ago when that England squad came out, I couldn't believe that he weren't in there. And I still think he's got the ability and the potential to be the best right-back around. Potentially the best right-back in the world. But he needs the consistent run of games before he he warrants that place. Can he defend? Whether he can defend or not, if he was playing three at the back, you could play him as an attacking wing-back. Still got to defend. Yeah, but you've got your three centre-halves then, haven't you? You ain't got to be as good. You're less vulnerable. Let's make a Trent Wambasaka hybrid. <laughs> yeah, well, Wambasaka clearly isn't going to look in. He don't like him for some reason. No, yeah, he might as well just go play for the Congo. Right, Saturday as well. You've got Palace, who I worry about. I must admit, going forwards, Chelsea really turned it on, didn't they? They really responded to their yeah. their drubbing by West Brom. They were convincing. Pulisic and Havertz, I thought, were superb this game. I know Pulisic got two goals. Havertz got a goal and an assist. There was there was one chance, I don't know if you saw it, um, where it was Havertz sort of dinked the ball over the centre-half's head. Yeah, and then he yeah, volleyed it. If that would have oh, gone in, it would have gone down. Oh, it's, I mean, it's the thing that annoys me. It's all well and good in doing them games against Palace, who are a, a safe team. They're mm. boring, they're quite stale. I just don't see... Uh, I think he's had a really disappointing season. I know obviously showing glimpses there, but they've got a squad of glimpses. Werner has a couple of good weeks, and Ziyech has a game there and there, and... It's just one of those teams that once they get it all guns fire, you'd, you'd worry. Well, as a United fan, I'd worry. But I know I keep slating Chelsea. I shouldn't really because they're obviously well in contention for top four. 
Yeah. Semi-final of the Champions League, semi-final of the FA Cup and everything. They just don't do anything for me. This was the first Chelsea game in a long while that excited me. Watching. Yeah, they were they, they, exactly. I thought yeah. they were more excited with they that. They played okay. a lot better free-flowing football. They played a lot more on the front foot. Whereas, I mean, I remember watching Tuchel's first game in charge and it was Wolves at home. And it was the most boring game of football I've ever seen. And it, yes, OK, they had 800-odd passes, but it was sideways. But at least this time, he set up with intent. He went with Havertz, he went with Pulisic, Hudson Odoi started the game. They went to attack. And, I mean, when you've got them players along with the likes of Mount, etc., mm. you, you, you should be playing on the front foot. I mean, especially when you've got... I mean, I think Zuma's done well this season, to be fair. And he's nicked a goal. There's five goals from him this season as well. So, he's a he, he's doing a job in both ends. I just... I can see Chelsea being really up there next season. Yeah, but would you say any of those centre-halves they've got at that club are top, top centre-halves? No, I think, but I think I he's, think they're all steady. I think he's got the best out of what they can do. Mm. I don't think they're ever going to be world eleven or world world class, but I think he's got them performing. I mean, you've only got to look at their defensive record since he's been in there. They haven't got like a Van Dyke, And I, I know people slamming it, but like, they haven't got a Maguire like we have, someone who plays every week and no. plays relatively well. I know he gets a lot of stick, and he's like, but I think he, I, I quite like McGuire, McGuire at United. So. Yeah, just... some, some people seem to think he's the problem, but I don't. But yeah, it'd be interesting to see. Chelsea next year is a very interesting concept. It is, because give him a pre-season. Yeah, and a transfer window, see if you yeah. get anyone in. It'd be interesting who goes out. I'm yeah, more interested he's in. quite ruthless. Yeah, that's what I'm more looking at. I mean, I could even see likes of Hudson-Odoi going out, because he's, he wants to play football clearly. And he's getting bits and bit, bits and bobs here and there, isn't he? Um, well, they, they might be they might be thinking. I don't know how the Harland talks going, but I should imagine Chelsea are probably one of the clubs that are in for him. They're, they're Chelsea at the end of the day. They, mm. especially with a Champions League semi final, if they go on to the final, they're that's yeah. massive, isn't it? They, they may think to themselves that we can get him in, but we've got to make a certain amount of money. At Werner goes. They don't want to lose. If he if he has another bad season, what's his what's his stock worth? Well, worth then stocks down now, isn't it? Let's face exactly, it. Exactly, but you'd still get a good transfer fee for him now. One bad season wouldn't stop him. Two, you might get to the point where going. <laughs> you, you've also got to consider, and this happens all the time. You've got a national, international tournament this year. Now, if Werner goes away with Germany and bags six, seven goals in this in the Euros, yeah, he, he's a lot more of an attractive prospect, isn't he? Yeah. Who knows? I mean, we, there's still a lot of clubs out there that. Are being spoken about big money, but they haven't. They ain't got the money. You, you look at Harland, and Harland's dad's going around to all these different clubs, trying to get them to sign or trying to say what what can you offer. And the likes of Barcelona, why are you even bothering? They ain't got it. It's it's a bit of a pointless exercise. Right, Saturday. Uh, sorry, moving on to Sunday, Burnley Newcastle. And do you know what? I thought I watched it, and I thought, okay. I tell you what, before we start, I thought Sunday was a really, really good day of football. Yeah, there was. <laughs> it was a really good day yeah, of football. Yeah, it was a good day of football. Because even this game was all right. This game was good when Bruce made his changes. Put the quality on, didn't they? Yeah. Got, they when got two it... quality players, didn't they? Maximum's good and Callum Wilson's Wilson. obviously good. Brought on both on. Um, St. Maximum completely changed the game, didn't he? Let's face it. He, he popped up with a goal and an assist. Superb finish by J- um, Jacob Murphy, by the way. Yeah, it um, really was, yeah. Great finish. And last few games, he's, he's getting a run of games in the team. And I know at one point Bruce was playing him at fullback, and that ain't his position. He's an attacking player. But he's getting a run of games, and now he's getting his rewards. So good on him. Wolves, uh, Burnley, sorry, do score goals, but they only score first half, and then they can't hold a lead. Mm. They were 2 0 up the other week against Southampton. Yeah. They ended up losing 3 2. 
1-0 up here at half-time, at home, to a team below them in the league, you lose 2-1. It, it's worrying how they can't seem to just keep the lead. I mean, they go to Man United next in the Premier League. Yeah, oh, yeah. So... Who, who knows what'll happen? Yeah, uh, well, that's it. But Newcastle haven't got an easy one. They host West Ham. So there's some big games for both them clubs now. I mean, I think, to be fair, though, they're both safe. Yeah. I'd be very surprised if that changes now. But then you had the uh, the battle for the Champions League almost, didn't you? You had West Ham versus Leicester. Lingard, I mean, we we say it week in, week out, don't we, about this bloke? What he's, a he's, he's going, isn't he? He's, he's on that plane. He, it's he's unbelievable. Going. There's no doubt oh, about it. Someone would have said this to me at January. I would have. Oh, I, would have I don't know what I would have done. I, I, you would have just never have believed it. Lingard's going to get a low move to West Ham, and he's going to play so well. He's going to score the most goals in the league at that time, most assists yeah. or whatever, or goal contributions since he gets there. And he's going to get himself back in the England squad when you've got the likes of the people who play in his position. He would have gone. No, 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 no. And then he goes to scores another two. He got, so, yeah, it? he got another yeah. two. He's, a, he's now at eight goals and three assistants going on loan. I mean, that's yeah. just mental. But then, on the flip side of that, one of the players I would have said would have gone over Lingard at the start of the season, I think has messed himself up in James Madison with the debacle of Madison, Chowdhury and Pe- Perez going out to a party and then getting banned from Leicester for a week. Well, the story that I've read is that Rogers found out about it, turned up there, and they turned the lights off and hid in the house. No, they didn't. Oh. Like, this is supposedly this is what happened. For God's sake, I like Rogers because he came out and said he doesn't feel that these people, these privileged people, should live any differently to how the public have to live at the moment. And to, and he's, he's he's damaged his team. He'll yep. tell you that he's damaged his team yep. massively with that result. That's probably put him on the back foot on Champions League qualification now but at least he's stuck to his principles and those players really need to have a look at themselves well that's not a model uh, that's not a role model is it let's face it and you hit the nail on the head there when you said about they're no different to anybody else they're no different to me and you we weren't going to parties through lockdown Jack like we weren't allowed so why should well, they well you speak for yourself essential <laughs> uh, <central> me <laughs> in the back, back of Lidl I heard was it yeah the warehouse <laughs> but no I mean Good on Rogers for sticking to his guns. Unfortunately, it is the club and it is the fans that suffer and the rest of the team that suffer from their misdemeanours. But they've got to learn, haven't they? Let's face it. But yeah, like you say, Madison's England's chance are gone because I think Southgate cares a lot about the character of a person as well as the yeah, quality of the person. He does. And um, there's too many players in that position to let down to take him. And he's obviously not the best behaved. No, he's just... Yeah, but very... then we could also say that about Grealish and stuff like that. These are yeah. Foden, all of them. They've all had that, and they're all young. They, they, no, they no, have no. a lot of time to make bad decisions. They, they've certainly made them. But then you obviously, you obviously got to go on the fact that they are young, so it's just a difficult one. They but are young. I, I, like, I like how Rogers dealt with it. I know it cost them the result. But I'll tell you what, West Ham will be thankful that games don't go 100 minutes. Cool, won't they? Because what has it been? 3 0 against Arsenal, 3 0. Yeah. 3 Nil up against Wolves, three two. Three nil up against Leicester, three two. Yeah, absolutely um, right. It doesn't seem like he doesn't make a lot of change to that team, and maybe the legs are starting to get to a bit. But I... especially they've got um, Rice and Antonio out. That's two of their bigger players, but they're still winning. So, well, this is where I was going to go with it. The difference is they haven't got the depth. So, yeah, Mark Noble. Okay, it was well publicised. He it was his four hundredth Premier League game at the weekend. Now, that's an mm. incredible feat, but he's a bang... He, 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 he don't a, last 90 minutes no, either, does he? he's a bang average player. There's a reason, and West Ham fans will always argue against me. 
But there's a reason he never got a cap for England. Especially when we went through a period where everyone got a cap, didn't they? Yeah, they did. I mean, we had Joey, Bard- Joey Barton getting caps and Jimmy Bullard, etc., getting in the squad. No offence to Leon Osmond or Jack Dennis, but Leon Osmond got a cap <laughs> exactly. too, I think he got. Exactly. And then Noble never got a look in, right? Because he, re- he clearly wasn't good enough. He's a bang average player and he's been a fantastic servant for West Ham. But that's all he's been. He's been a fantastic servant. He's not a Premier League quality player, or certainly not a Champions League contender player that the team he's playing in is. So that's where I think if West Ham drop out the Champions League places, it will be because of their depth and lack of it. Yeah, but it'd be nice. To, <laughs> I said earlier that I think it could be well be Liverpool and Chelsea. I'd much rather it be West Ham and Leicester. It'd be brilliant, wouldn't it? It'd be entertaining. It'd be it'd, great. I mean, it would, again, it would, it would even up the Premier League so much because the money then, the Champions League money, wouldn't be going to the bigger teams. It would be going to the likes of West Ham, Leicester, etc. And all mm. of a sudden, you've got more of an even playing field then. You've got the West Ham's, the, the Leicester's, able to attract the yeah. better players and competing with the top six players. Yeah. It, it, would be, it would make it interesting. On closing that game as well, Ian Atter, number two goal. Oh, I know. form. Well, yeah, I, I mugged him off a few weeks ago and look what he's doing now. So that's gone really well, hasn't it? <laughs> exactly. Right, here we go. Uh, right, the big one. I'm sure you were thrilled about this. Oh, Pala, this game was probably the reason why. It was probably the reason why everything in that game was probably the reason why I love football. I was mad at halftime and then I was just in sheer joy when the second goal came in. And I'm going to talk yeah. about a player specifically. Like I'm going full Man United mode today, guys. When I get to it's my fine, performance of the week, so that's a bit of a spoiler here. But this was a game that I, as a United fan, and I, I should imagine, I've spoke to other people, as a neutral, this was just a really good, entertaining game. United were really yeah, poor in the first half and really turned it on second half. I think if we can play like that in the second half against most teams, we'd win most games. Because... Some of the football was really, really good. Do you think, and I personally think, I was talking to somebody at work about it today, if you was able to perform like that consistently for 90 minutes, you'd be winning the league. Yeah, I, 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 honestly, this is, this is why I get annoyed with people who keep referring to Ollie as a PE teacher and stuff like that and everything. He's obviously got a style. It's just trying to implement that over the time because when yeah. he does get it right it's like bloody hell this is as good as as good as you'll see yeah yeah that's the only thing if you was able to get that consistency for 90 minutes you you wouldn't be in the position you are you wouldn't be chasing should we say no exactly um, it's it's worrying for spurs though just it is, they can't they... worry for spurs and Mourinho is so textbook because it's just come back to the first podcast we did and it's exactly yeah. the same as we say yeah just like rise a dip a slight rise, a dip. Just he's lost ten league games now this season. He's never had that. He's never done that in his career. They're a team that are not good. Haven't got the quality in defence. Haven't got the players for the quality in defence. But the no. quality on their pitch is attacking, right? Oh, going for why not go and just when you get that one 0 lead, go and kill it. There was yep. probably a ten minute period against United. If you after we scored that, they scored that first goal, or just, if they would have come out just after half time and gone bam two three, yeah, right. It don't matter then. Game's over. But Mourinho has still got this theory of he's, his teams are good enough to manage a 1-0 lead all the way through. Yeah, and no offence to uh, Joe Roden and um, Derek Dyer, who started, but no. <laughs> they haven't, I'm not being they funny. haven't got Terry and Cavallio. They haven't got no, Lucio haven't. and Walter Samuel. It's different now. No, and he's trying to play the same system with half the players. 
of half the quality of players. It's never going to happen. He's he's damaged the stock of the players, the club as well. Like I say, if they got the League Cup final, was it two weeks? Yeah. Well, if it was me, I'd be making, I'd be thinking about making a snap decision and giving someone else a chat. Obviously, this is if they can get someone worthwhile. There's no point bringing in a championship style manager or something. Who's out there though? Like he always said, lad from Leipzig, that um, Julian Nagelsmann. Yeah. But this yeah. is obviously if he ever wants to come. But I'd be well, I, if I was if I was uh, Daniel Levy at Tottenham. You can't I think of making a change. Do you? Can you see it getting any better next season? No. Not at all. Can you see Harry Kane leaving the summer? Yes. Right. Where do you go from I mean, there? It, this if that reports could, are that true, could potentially be bottom half. That's, yeah, that's well, not an over-exaggeration either. Well, if they don't get European football, or God forbid, I mean, they're not going to get Champions League football, so there's no, a no massive chance. loss in income. If they don't get any European football, they've got massive be- bills to pay on that stadium still. Like, that could be... They've got... At that point, they have to sell Kane because they've got to bring the money in. The, the amount of income they lose by not getting European football could cripple that club because of their outgoings. You could see him. It's like very similar to Arsenal. Obviously, went to the hybrid to Emirates. Yeah. And then the whole business model seemed to change. Mm. The big players left. They didn't recruit the big players. It was all cheap signings. And I think Wenger did a wonderful job to get top four every year with some of the teams yeah, he, he did. put out. He did. And, and uh, they have actually spent more money now, more recently, now that they probably have got to the point where it's paid off and everything. But look where they are. When Arsenal first... I know... Um, when they moved the hybrid, it was the case they just squeaked into the Champions League. But this that was a, a an aging squad as well, wasn't it? But the, the squad they had before yep. that, obviously leading up, was one of the best teams in Premier League history. Perez, Omri, Vieira, stuff like that, and everything. But they've never had the platform to rebuild because of the stadium. Can you see if Tottenham haven't got the money to buy, they haven't got like the name power to pull them in? They're not Real Madrid. No. Players go to no. Real Madrid because they want to play in that white shirt at the Bernabeu. People don't sign for Tottenham because they want to play in the white shirt of Tottenham. And that's no offence, well, but they don't, do they? Gareth Bale is a prime example of that, isn't he? Well, he's, he's, he's not ha- saying, is he? He's, no, he's happy to go back to Real Madrid and sit on the bench for another year or whatever he's got left on his contract than play in, well, well you say it's home nation, but he's playing in, in Britain in front of, when, he could, when the fans are back, 60,000 fans that love him, he'd rather go and sit on the bench for Real Madrid. So it tells you everything, doesn't it? Yeah, it was a it's it's worrying time for Tottenham. Mourinho is one of those managers that will turn up and win the League Cup, and then it'll all be a successful season, won't it? I brought first. Pick. He he'll be the he'll be the type of person who'll win that League Cup. They'll lose every rest of the season or something. He'll make yeah. a mistake, but he'll leave and go. Well, I won their first, I won I won their first yeah. piece of silverware in twelve years, thirteen years, whatever it's been. <laughs> and it, and it, yeah. that will be the type of thing he does. And then he and then he'll still have that bit of well, I won him something. You, it, you where, really where... would not put that past him. No, you wouldn't put it past him. You wouldn't. But I mean, if he if he flops in this job, he's done. Yeah, he's gone. I'm afraid. Uh, but yeah, well done. Good good win for United, mate. So you've done well there. Last one on Sunday was well. I mean, it was it was a given, really, wasn't it? Arsenal three 0 victory away at Sheffield United. Yeah, I know it's Arsenal, but it's what it is, isn't first it? Cl- yeah first clean sheet in 15 games. Sheffield United could be relegated this weekend. Oh, could they? Yeah, they could. They've got twenty-one points to play for, and they're eighteen points off. So they could go down this weekend if they lose to Wolves and other results go against them. But, um, they, I tweeted uh, Barry Chilvers the other day, and we both agreed that um, double relegation is a is a real big opportunity. I'd love to see the odds on it. I'd love to see what the people odds would give me for Sheffield United to go down again because I've seen it before. That squad ain't good be enough. Surprised. They haven't got a manager. 
Barry's argument was unless Brewster gets 20 goals next year, which is capable because he knows his level. He's done well at the championship before. But I, you know what I mean? It honestly, feasibly, could be um, another relegation. It, it could be another Sunderland in the making right there. It's, it's, it's a dangerous game they're playing because they've got, and I mean, they brought players in this summer especially, on some quite big big money compared to, well, certainly a lot bigger money than what they would be in the championship. So, yes, OK, they're going to take a slight pay cut if, as long as the uh, management team has put that in their mm. contracts, which I know certain other clubs close to my heart didn't do at one point. Yeah, Stephen Naismith. Stephen Naismith earning 52 grand a week in the championship was a great and one. And he didn't play. <laughs> and he didn't play. He was on loan at Hearts, and Hearts were contributing £4,000 a week, and we were playing the other 48. That's fantastic. That's uh, yeah, got great work, isn't it? Yeah, I, I, I worry for him. I do worry for him. I, I think it's a long way gone. I don't think there's many players in that squad that you would count as Premier League. Do you know, do you know who is a good comparison with them? Stoke. They spent all those years yeah. in the Premier League. Wanted to change. They wanted to change the style. Which, to be fair to Stoke, I think was it's needed. needed. It's better than what Sheffield United have done. But they changed the style. They had players there that knew that style. Got relegated. I know they haven't been relegated again, but they've been very close. They've been a lot closer. They were close last year. They've been year. a lot closer to relegation. They have been promotion. And it doesn't look like it's, yeah, it doesn't it's... Look like it's going to come anytime soon either. No. Right. They were very close last year. And that's a very similar situation. Stoke were very successful in the way they played. And it was to a system. And Sheffield United mm-hmm. were exactly the same. The man who done that system is now gone. Someone comes in. They've got to have a very big squad overhaul or something like that in the summer. Huge. Huge. If they want to do anything. And I don't think that'll happen. It's going to be an interesting summer for them. Yeah. There's going to be a lot of changes. I mean, and also, I mean, you, no big name managers want to go want to go, to go there. No. Are they? Let's face it. They ain't got resources. They've got a, a depleted squad who's got shot to bits in confidence. They, they haven't got... It's not an attractive job. Really not. Don't worry. Aaron Ramsdale will somehow get a transfer out of there, even though he's probably the most overrated <laughs> goalkeeper I've seen in the Premier League. Highly overrated. Relegation with Bournemouth, I don't think he played well. Relegation with Sheffield, I really don't think he's played well this season. I think bar one game against Liverpool, where he was really good. And he'll probably get signed again by Swansea, because they'll come up or something. I, I, I <laughs> and then he'll get relegated him, again. <laughs> I can see him spending a lot of his career as number two somewhere. Yeah, he doesn't. I, he's like He was like similar to Pickford, weren't he, coming through at... Um, yeah. But I think Pick- I think Pickford's better than Ramsdale. I'm not saying that as an example, oh, but mm. yeah, Ram- Ramsdale was not the one. Unfortunately, no. he was poor for the under 21s in Europe. Yeah, he's not there. Two more games to go, Jack. We're on to Monday, and you've got the West Brom. We touched on it already a little bit. First time they've got back-to-back victories and convincing victories. 3-0 win against Southampton. Summary of this is that Southampton are only interested in that FA Cup semi-final. They don't care about the league, I don't think. They're not getting, no. relegated, not getting any any further than where they are. They might as well just put their scene to all that. They didn't really turn up. West Brom have obviously got some belief about them now. That's eight goals in two games. I'd love them to make a run for it. I'd love Allardyce to keep his record because it would just be amazing. But I think it's a bit too far. 2005 all over again, isn't it? Could West you Brom imagine? From nowhere. Could you imagine? Yeah. But yeah, they um, West Brom played really well. Uh, the one thing they about did. this one was the VAR call. Yeah, the lads nodded yeah. in who was onside, but because the player had no part was offside, it was the most confusing one. It's just such a joke. It's ridiculous. Could you imagine if this game ended up a nil-nil draw and West Brom go down by a point? God, you know, which I mean, is but they it's going to happen. They, at some they point. can't be playing Premier League games because they don't know what they're doing. It's too big yeah. of an industry to be going. Oh, we'll work it out on the day. <laughs> which, 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 doesn't, to... which seems like what's happening, doesn't it? It seems like yeah. they don't actually know. But if something, 
They're just waiting for something to happen to iron out the creases. Oh, that's happened. So next time it won't happen. No, it's too big. It's too much money involved. To go... Do you know the big thing for me? Right, and I think one of the, I've been thinking about this. One of the major issues with VAR at the moment is they haven't got VAR specific people, so there's no consistency, right? So Mike Dean could be refereeing on a Saturday, and he'll be he'll be in Stockley Park VAR on a Sunday, but he referees different to what anybody else would. Yeah, they, in my opinion, they need somebody who is a consistent VAR person or a group of people who are all on the same page, all in and out. I mean, the more people you have, the harder it is. But you need a small group of people who just do VAR. And that is their job, because then the results should be fairer than what they are doing. I, it's just... I just get the impression that they, they seem to panic because they get moaned out because it takes too long and the fans don't yeah. like it. They're not 100% sure what's going on, so they just go with what the linesman says or what the referee says, and then it's like, oh, it's just... It's just so frustrating. It's such a disorganised thing for such a high-profile yeah. and professional industry that it's, yeah, it's being poor. involved in. Yeah, it was really poor. It was absolutely shocking. Last one was uh, a dual nil-nil between Brighton and Everton. I haven't even took any notes on this one, Jack. I'll be honest with you. It's... Brighton with a better team. Part of what I've seen, Everton being Everton again. Yeah. I keep slating them every week, but they're just doing an Everton season. I don't like I said last week. They've invested in the squads. They've got a manager there with with the experience, the history, the success, and they're just doing exactly the same as what they've done before. Yeah, it's not good, is it? It's not pretty. They, they just look poor. They had one chance at the end. Iwobi should have scored at the end, and that would have made them a one But they didn't deserve it. I mean, if you want to be no disrespect to Brighton, but if you're a club that wants to be challenging. The top six, even not just top four, top six, you've got to be beating Brighton. Uh, we're moving on to our standout performance of the week. Ooh-hoo. I'll apologise in advance because I'm being Man United plus today because they just really made me happy on Sunday. So I'm going to let you go first, though, Pollard. Okay, well, I, I mean, I you know me, I go for something obscure, don't I? Yeah, and it's I, weird. And well, yeah, I like, I enjoy the research. I enjoy looking into the lower leagues, and there is a little bit of a personal reason why I've gone for this because this team was very successful. Was it last night? Yes, it was last night against uh, a certain Ipswich Town. But I'm going to touch on AFC AFC Wimbledon. So this club. They seem to have come from nowhere, don't they? I mean, we know, everybody knows about the Wimbledon of old and obviously got disbanded, moved to what is now MK Dons. And at that point, back in 2002, a group of Wimbledon supporters, trusts, got together and decided, right, we want to start something again. And look at them now, 19 years later, they're a consistent team in League One. Yeah. Well... Saturday, they went away. I mean, they, they've not been great this season. Don't get me wrong. They're not going to get relegated. They're bottom half of the league, but they're, they're in and amongst it. But Saturday, they had a really successful trip to Accrington. They were Accrington at one point, were up there in League One this season, and they came away with a 5-1 victory. And last night, they were convincing, and they played Ipswich Town off the park, who's just had a new manager, new owner, and they beat them 3-0 at home. So, for a club... Who's got sort of who's come, who's risen up the ranks and risen the, the pyramid so quickly? They're now a consistent squad in that league, and I always sort of look out for them and see what they're doing. It, it's quite interesting that 18 years later they're now playing in the same level as what MK Dons are. So clearly 
the move didn't work, did it? There was no. never MK Dons. The whole idea was going and taking the National Hockey Stadium so they could become a Premier League squad or a Premier League club. Not going to happen. They've had one season in a championship, championship, I think, and then that's the lot. I, I, I quite enjoyed doing a bit of research about Wimbledon earlier. Nice to see them back at Plough Lane in a redeveloped stadium. Yes, it's just about 10,000 seats, but it feels like Wimbledon are home again, doesn't it? It's, it's been a long journey for them fans, and the fa- especially the fans that stuck with it, because not all of them did. They jumped ship. And uh, yeah, good on them. So that's my performance of the week, Jack. Good for Wimbledon. Good for Wimbledon. Now, I've got a feeling we're going to be uh, lectured about Man United here. My, my performance of the week is El Matador, Edison Cavani. Uh, okay. And the reason I do this is because I, I think the reason the idea for a podcast coming into my head is because of Edison Cavani. Go on. We played Fulham in January, a January night, and Edison Cavani was fantastic. And it was I, I watched him. Even when he didn't have the ball, I watched him. And I thought for 34 years old, yeah, that's a striker. That's if you were if you were an upcoming striker, watch him. His movement is unreal, and he did it again on Sunday. 34 years old, and he was fantastic. Part you speak what? to anyone who saw it, and if it just I spoke to Tottenham fans about the game, and they said, "Cool, Cavani was good." Well, I mean, I, no, I, I did watch it, and he was outstanding. And like I say, the commentators, I think it was Neville on commentary, weren't it? He still Neville on commentary said yeah. he's still the. Yeah, he got the best movement of a striker he's seen, even at his age. It, it, and that's nowadays. That's what's going to get his goals, because he's yeah. the second. He's the second quicker than that defensive back line. Oh yeah, he's not going to. He's not going to do Mbappe get the ball at halfway line and run it past no, four never. people. Is it? No, but oh, in and around the box, mate. Well, yeah. I mean, do you think you're going to keep him? I know there's a year oh, option, mate. It's all personal. Isn't it? I know he's come over here, and uh, because of COVID, none of his family are here and stuff like that. And Obviously, there's a link of wanting to play a little bit back in South... Like, a lot of the South American players do. They always yeah. want to go back and play in South America before they retire. And he is 34, so it's obviously personal preference. I think Solskjaer come out and said he deserves to play in front of the Man United fans because yeah. they would just take to him. Because I've took to him. He speaks to my brother. We we both think he's absolutely... We'd take him for another year. Because, if, a... because unless you can go out and get Haaland or something like that and everything, realistically, who else are you going to get? Like, no, you're not. And like Luka Jovic has like gone on loan to Frankfurt, and that was the other player we were linked with. Oh, that's uh, crazy. When Cavani came in, and if they said that to me now, I'd be like, Phew. "Absolutely not." <laughs> I know he's, know. I know he might be eight years younger, whatever it is. I just he... like, like I say, when he's when he's fit and he plays, I think we're a lot, lot better prospect with him on the pitch than without him. Well, I think he's he's pretty much your only. What I see is out and out striker. A number nine, a yeah. proper number He's nine. He's your only one. Yes, okay, we've seen Rashford play fair, we've seen um, Martial, we've seen Greenwood. More often than not, they're drifting wide or they are wide players. They're mm. not they're not an out and out number nine that will sit on that shoulder, that centre half. And he's your only one. It, and you can see his class. You can see he's, why he's played at PSG for so many years and why he's been at these top clubs. Because he's a natural four hundred career goals or something, isn't it? Really? There you, there you go. That's all you need to see, isn't it? And, and that's that's an incredible feat. So he did play very well at the weekend, and he he is. I mean, the longer it goes on, I think, like yourself, there's going to be United fans getting more and more nervous to find out if he does yeah. actually sign. It was like even at his age, you could see how pissed off he was because obviously that goal got ruled out for that VAR decision. Let's said that about the bear, but um. He was so, you could see, it was, 
and I think you, I think you do get a lot with the South American players. There's a, there's a fire, there's a, there's a passion, isn't there? There's a, oh, massively! And when he scored that goal, the second goal, <laughs> you, and, the celebration, it was like, oh, it's just, it's just the reason you love football. It was everything that was. That was fantastic. Well, there was some serious shithousery in that celebration. I don't yeah, know if bloody saw, right. Yeah, because of obviously the goal that was disallowed, and I mean, hats off to him. Why not though? He's got every right to do it, hasn't he? And he's got lovely hair. <laughs> Just like yourself. Yeah. No, good pick, Jack. Like it. Right, Jack, forgotten footballer. We've had some good ones of these, haven't we? Um, uh, I, I think mine's good this week. Okay. I think good. it's good. I well, think it's good. Enlighten me. What have you gone for? It's not forgotten because the streets will never forget this player. Oh. Norwegian. Yeah. Wand of the left foot. Uh, okay. Did he play for Blackburn Rovers? He did. Yeah. You've got him. Morton Gas Pedersen. <laughs> yeah, absolute player, by the way. Dead ball specialist. Fantastic player. You'll be interested, though, he's still playing now. Um, well, how old is he? Uh, yeah, he's old. Uh, let me just get his page up. It's up here. I, was gonna say, I remember back in like 2004, him banging in free kicks for Blackburn. He'll be 40 this year. Oh, he's wow. playing for a team called Alta. A L T A in the Norwegian league. Okay. So yeah. once he left Blackburn, he went to Kirkbaspor. Uh, yeah, Turkey. Turkish. Rosenberg. Yeah. Tromso, Nor- which I have heard of, but Alta. No, I'm done. 83 cups for Norway, 17 goals, 288 appearances for uh, Blackburn. So, yeah, he was a bit of a, a club legend. A bit of a club legend. But the reason I come on to here is because I found out something quite interesting about him. Go on. Morgan Glass Pearson, well, first of all, He's got quite interesting. His dad played in the Norwegian Premier League for Bodo Glimt. And if you've ever kept up with him this season, they're the goal scorers of Europe. They okay. just score goals for fun. And uh, so he was technically professional. Fair. But Pedersen fronted Norwegian boy band, The Players. <laughs> you love a musical one, don't you? <laughs> and I heard this. I've searched them on YouTube. The song is horrendous, but I think it raised money for charity. <laughs> oh, so... well, you can't knock it then, can you? So, fair play to, but yeah, Norwegian. He fronted the boy band of players, so I'm guessing he was the lead singer, alongside fellow footballers Freddy de Santos, Raymond Kuvasik, Christopher Harstead, and Ovund Svenning. So, I'm guessing these are all players probably I was gonna say, didn't play as high. No, their Wikipedia pages are very, very short, but obviously, Norwegian footballers and the money. Raised money for releasing aid of Soccer Against Crime campaign. Their first single became a hit across Scandinavia. Oh, wow. Good so on if... Oh, Milner has just clattered Benzema there. Oh, lovely. Early challenge, that one. Oh. Uh, but yeah, if anyone's interested, search Morton Gas Pedersen, The Players, and you can listen to their song, which I have searched. It's really, really bad. I might have a look later. He was always a good player. I always remember him. I remember him, what, was he playing? He was there when Yakubu was there, weren't he? I think. Yeah, they had a good, good season. Hughes got them to about 7-4-6, didn't he, or something? Yeah. In the Europa League once, didn't he? Yeah, good The UEFA Cup, whenever it was then. Yeah, they were. He was all right. Oh, got good. punched by Joey Barton, didn't he? That's it, yeah. Of course he did. Oh, fair play. Well, lad. Mine, mine's, I think a lot of people will potentially already know mine or know, know what mine's doing nowadays. He's a Danish midfielder. So we've gone for a bit of a Scandinavian theme this week, by the looks of it, Jack. A Danish midfielder who is only 45 now. Um, he, his big clubs that he played for would be Everton, Real Madrid, Celtic. And he's a bit of a hard man. 
Thomas Gravison. Thomas Gravison, of course it was. So is, isn't it, before you tell me, isn't he like like a pimp in in Las Vegas <laughs> or something now? <laughs> something <laughs> ridiculous. When he left Celtic, he had a he had a brief loan spell back at Everton, and he finished playing football in two thousand and eight. So I mean, he weren't very old. Is he really? I thought yeah. it was later than that. No, two thousand and eight. He finished. He managed sixty six games for Denmark. I remember him being just yeah, a bit of a legend. Him and, him, and, him and Lee Carsley, you just couldn't tell the difference in that Everton midfield. It was a bit of a strange move to Real Madrid as well, wasn't it? Ever so weird. Nobody, they went for a period, didn't they? Uh, nobody saw it coming. And, well, since then, anyway, he's, uh, he's moved to Las Vegas and he's become a bit of a poker shark. And reports suggest that he's actually won nearly £100 million at poker. Bloody and, hell. Yeah, but there is a documented and uh, there was a live game of poker they actually lost forty-two million in one game. No, in a high-stake game of poker, he lost forty-two million. Reports are that he actually won it back over the next few weeks and some more. But in one but game, still. in one table, and it was live. He lost forty-two million pounds worth. <laughs> now, Whoa. but by the sounds of it, he's turned himself into a bit of a property expert over there as well. Uh, he's got a lot of properties. And he's actually now, because he's missing football, I did a bit of research, and he's missing football. So he's, he's, he's doing some punditry as well now over in Denmark. So he's back in the game a little bit. And I did find a quote from James McFadden, who used to obviously be at Everton with him. And his quote goes, he was mental. He was <laughs> just a different kind of guy. Somebody in the group, well, you try to avoid him. He started shooting people. He brought fireworks in one day. The physio's room was at the side of one of the pitches and the physio was one of the fittest guys at the club. He was running out with the injured players when Tommy comes out with a big rocket and tries to fire at him. <laughs> 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 you don't mess with Thomas Gravison. He <sighs> just fire fireworks at you. But I remember he even looked like a hard nut, didn't he, on that football pitch? Yeah. You, you, you didn't mess with him. I always, I always knew, and I've known for a while about his, his poker, but I didn't realise about how he'd gone back into punditry and actually to the extent of what he was playing poker. So, yeah, nor did I. Nor did I. <laughs> Coming to the end, we're going to finish up on a bit of Champions League football. We've got no guesses, but we've got no big questions. Just a bit of a more relaxed one. Just want to touch on last night and what's happening tonight, because currently I am... Seven minutes into Liverpool versus Real Madrid, Liverpool have started very well. I've just said the Pollard, they've started very well. Salah should have scored. But starting on last night, Chelsea getting through to a semi-final, which I think is their first semi-final since they won it, potentially. They did the job in the first leg, didn't they? Porto tried. Energy levels were really, really high, but just didn't create. What a goal. Oh, this is what annoyed me about the whole thing. That goal deserves to be on the big stage on a game that wins it for that that goal wins them some, like the yeah. game or gets them through or wins them a league title or something like that and if cuz that goal should, will never get remembered well no and i mean so the the commentators said didn't they the commentators were loving it and they said that's up there with the likes of bale and ronaldo for real madrid in those... what i liked about that one is i like when they when they come back across the goal Oh. And it was it was superb technique, absolutely fantastic. But like I say, it's all just giving you a remember because Chelsea went through. Yeah. You wanted that to be like Bowles was in a Champions League final and, yeah. and Ronaldo's was when he had a stand-up performance and knocked Juventus out of the Champions League and stuff like that and went on to win the whole thing. Poor lad. 
he'll remember it very, very well. But um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was that was certainly the standout for that. Yeah, but Chelsea threw to a Champions League semi final, which oh, I, I wouldn't have thought would be possible. And I they've, got the, him. they've got the favourable side of the draw. They have. I, I think Real Madrid will get to the final. I do. I don't know. I, I just think. I think they'll lose. I think the winner. Well, I'll tell I mean, you my. I tell you my winner in a I, bit. Um, yeah. I, I I just think Chelsea are well drilled and well disciplined, and I, I I think like we touched on earlier, their attacking prowess is just unreal. And I think Real Madrid have got they've got some vulnerabilities at the back. Yeah. And if it, if it is Real Madrid versus Chelsea, it might not be. I mean, by the time this podcast goes out, I hope personally. I know you say different, Jack, but I hope that Liverpool have made it. Shut up. Well, I'm I'm a neutral, aren't I? I'm an English fan, but so am I. It's still in Liverpool. <laughs> but I hope that it is. But if it's not, and it is Real Madrid versus Chelsea, it's going to be one hell of a tie. To be fair, it's I mean, it's it's a serious whatever them them final four are. And I mean, I'm saying now as if Man City are going to beat Dortmund tonight. I highly anticipate that they will. But that is a serious final four, isn't it? No matter which teams get through, because you've got some class in there. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, I watched bits and I watched the highlights of PSG versus Bayern last night. And again, what a game. Yeah, moving on to that one. That was probably the best 1-0 win you will ever see. There was just quality. And I've said this for a few years now. I know he's won it with Barca, but I think Neymar... This could be the year. I, th- I thought it was going to be last year. I thought it was going to turn up in the final. Sometimes I thought it was going to turn up in the final and win that game for uh, PSG, and it didn't go to plan. But if he plays anything like last night, I think he's going to have a season where he reaches that top level and becomes the player who can single-handedly win them. Yeah, without so, because he was, he was. I know he should have scored, and he hit the post and hit the bar. Oh. He was superb. I mean, there was one where he turned the full-back or turned the centre-half absolutely inside out. Yeah, he managed to bet he did it. Like, he did it in their box as well, didn't he? Man- yeah, managed he... to find himself three yards of space in... Uh, managed to find himself three yards of space in the opposition box. It was, like, like I say, I've, I want the final to be... I'd like the final to be PSG-Man City, which obviously isn't the case. That's going to be a right. semi-final if, if, if Man City get through. But I think that, and that will decide the winner in my opinion you'd think so but I would after last night I really wouldn't put it past PSG to get past City purely purely for the fact is those front two oh yeah and they're really on it at the moment aren't they I mean we've seen we've seen periods with PSG where you've got one of them on form or you've not got either of them on form you've got Neymar or injured because it's his sister's birthday etc but I'm really, I'm really hoping that they're on it. A lot of the the, the teams that are still in it get back to full strength as well. Because I saw a tweet the other day. Like obviously, I'm watching Liverpool Madrid now. This is the game that hasn't got Ramos, Varane, mm. hasn't got Van Dijk, Gomez. There was also more. Obviously, Liverpool got more injuries than that, and um, Real Madrid have got more. They haven't got Hazard, obviously, and players no. like that. So these are all weakened teams as well. And it's, I think it is purely down to the amount of games and how it's structured but obviously that has to be like that but it'd be nice to really have a spectacle in the final because the Champions League has been fantastic these last few I think that's the reason why we're spending so much time on it now it's because that game last night was fantastic for a 1-0 because Bayern could have we all know Bayern's quality but I Bayern think PSG, has chances to I win think, it I think over the course of the two days I've, oh, I think PSG yeah Deserved it. Fine had their chances last night to nick it, though. I mean, Sane had numerous occasions where he could have played the ball through. 
and he was selfish. They were saying that really could sum up his career there because it hasn't yeah. hasn't gone well, has it? It hasn't gone well at all. And he had, I mean, I had someone text me last night about it and I watched the highlights again and I just thought, yeah, you're right. Because there was numerous occasions where if it had looked up yeah. and they, they're, they're going through to the semis. Guardiola didn't put up much of a fight for him to go. No, he didn't. Of, if you want to go back to Germany, go back to Germany. And yeah. he would have thought, if he's a generational talent, you'd do everything. If he was Mbappe or Haaland or something like that and everything, which at one point you, you wouldn't have put far off because there were some games where he was electric after no. his age. Yeah. But he went and it hasn't really worked for him at um, Bayern. There's been a lot of fringe players that have played a lot more than he has. Yeah, it's going to be interesting for him over the next couple of years. Well, the, um, the rumour is today that um, Hansi Flick's leaving at the end of the season to go take the Germany job as well, isn't there? So. Oh, right, OK. That's well, what's come out today. The, the rumour is that he leaves by at the end of the season, takes the Germany job, and um, I don't know who they'll get in. Questionable. It would be a fantastic statement, though, for the English game if we did manage to get three of the four semi-finalists. Oh, yeah, but that's going to take Liverpool. Yeah, saying that, if Why Liverpool not? do the job tonight, you'd, you'd, you'd favour it. Yeah, that, that would be mental. If, I, I don't, mean, think, I don't think it'll be the case. You but... need Liverpool and City to go through for that to be the case, don't yeah, you? I should imagine City will go through unless Dortmund have a masterclass from that man up front. But Yeah, I can't see it. I mean, like I say, I, I, I spoke to somebody at work today and they're very knowledgeable on their football and they, they said, yeah, same as what I've been saying for ages, Dortmund, yes, they will score goals and I anticipate they probably will score tonight. But defensively, they've been poor all season. And that's why they find themselves seven points off Champions League places in the Bundesliga. Oh, yeah. They're not able to keep the door shut and that's what's costing them and let's face it we know about the Haaland deal and Haaland wanting to go well if they're not in Champions League he's definitely off isn't he let's face it I think he's the type of player who wants to take the records and a season out of the Champions League obviously doesn't favour you in that if you want to be playing in Champions League for 15 seasons if you can or whatever and uh, of course you do of course you do because he wants to go on and break the records I, I should imagine so you want to be playing in it and you want to be playing for the best team so it'll be interesting to Interesting to see what does happen there. So, just quickly, Jack, before we finish up, who do you? Who's your winner? Who's who's your winner? Of oh, the... I'm gonna go PSG purely for the fact is I don't want it to be Man City purely for the reasons <laughs> reasons of uh, who I support. I want it to be, which is terrible to say because I think PSG are a terrible club for the way they run. I think it could be Neymar to put himself because we don't we don't talk about him like. Like we used to, and I still think he's fantastic. It, it, he's it, doesn't, a, it doesn't help that he plays in France. Does no, it? and he's had a, he's had a couple of seasons, or probably three or four seasons now, where he's just gone under the radar mm. because PSG is just a given, or it has been up until this season. It's been a given. Yeah, PSG are going to win the league, and they've got the best players, they've got the money. It's you might it's a fight for who finishes runner up. But this season's been a bit more. Obviously, they've been misjointed by the fact that they've changed manager, etc. They didn't start very well, and they they're not really got a run of games going. My pick is City. I think City will do it this time. I think losing to Leeds at the weekend, they had to lose at at some point, and I think it's just a case of that will be enough to give them a wake up call. And I think they could potentially go for the rest of the season without losing a game. Hmm. Let's see. We will see. Jack, it's been a pleasure. Yep. As always, don't forget, everybody, please like, share, retweet, get the word out there. And remember, Jack... Push on! <laughs> Push on! <laughs>